Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister. I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling fantacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th. See club for details. Oh, here we are again. Another warble. What a what a vista you got behind you there. Where's that? Is that somewhere in Spain? Yeah. Oh, oh, you might think so. No, this is on the Dorset coast of Kettle Beach. Uh, beautiful this time of year. Well, it was last week, but it wasn't this weekend because it was raining. But you know, hey, look at it. Look at beautiful. Good luck. We like. Let's see. We've got the wonderful vista of, of, of Dartmoor National Park behind us, all the way across to to Chesil Beach. Don't get any better than that. Don't need to go abroad. No, stay down here in Southwest, me lovers. Yeah, absolutely. What are you doing this week? Who are you talking to then? So I've been having a good chat with my good friend Paul Kimvig uh, from the Bournemouth Town Centre Bid Business Improvement District. Um, yeah, I bet he's been busy with all those people sat on that beach, isn't he? He wasn't happy at the time, I can tell you. No, he wasn't happy at all. He was drinking all his cider and everything. Oh. Yeah, it was. We, we, we touched on it a little bit in terms of the interview, but uh, yeah, there were some interesting scenes. I mean, the key thing he's talking about lockdown easing, how he's been collaborating with different agencies in the area. So let's ping over and listen to uh, Mr. Kimbig and see what he's got to say, shall we? Great, lovely. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'd just like to say a warm welcome to Paul Kinvig from Bournemouth Town Centre Bid. Um, we're going to have a chat uh, for 10 or 15 minutes today and hear what's going on uh, in the, the bid world. And what I'd like to do, first of all, Paul, is, is just say hello. And if you'd like to introduce yourself to uh, our, our listeners and viewers, uh, just let us know what you do at Bournemouth Town Centre Bid. Of course. Uh, good to see you, Richard. Um, as Richard said, my name is Paul Kinvig. I'm the Chief Operating Officer for the Bournemouth Town Centre bid. Um, Bournemouth is not unique, but rare in the fact that um, in a town of its size, it has two bids. Um, for those of you who don't know kind of what bids are, um, they came a, about from, came, started off in Canada, came down into America, then over into the UK into the mid-90s. And what basically it was, I think they started offers a recognition that town and city centres were going to go through some fairly fundamental changes going forward and boy that was right um, and so effectively um, a bid uh, a, which stands for business improvement district um, is where a geographical area is set and the businesses um, within that area form a shadow board uh, come up with a business plan that is designed to drive growth uh, that could be in footfall it could be in events uh, everything from safety and security cleaning etc but the good thing about bids is that they are run by businesses for the bit for the town so even though we've got uh, one representative uh, sorry two representatives on our board of uh, 16 that are local authority the rest are all businesses that are operating the town center and so whilst it's a not-for-profit organization it is very much focused on those areas that can help improve towns and cities for the benefit of those who live work and visit um, in a town and that's kind of what bids are about 
It sounds it sounds fantastic. The amount of um, sort of uh, influence and ability to work with different agencies as well sounds like that's something that's part of your your organisation. How you work, um, and and that is enables the businesses, which is a really great thing to hear, to influence how great an experience your customers and visitors have when coming to the particular area. So it'd be great just to hear a little bit about over the last uh, number of weeks, and particularly towards when the, the last um, lifting of the lockdown, so the non-essential yeah. sort of um uh, retail and shops have started to open how, how have you been uh, collaborating and, and who have you been collaborating with to ensure you're delivering a great customer experience i think you, you you touch on something i think which is really important there i mean looking at it from a customer point of view all the people that we collaborate with their customers are our customers so whether you are a local authority who we do a lot i kind of crit i kind of classify our relationship with the uh, local authority as a critical friend so it's part I've, I've tried to instill within our with within the bid and within what we do um a real sense of collaboration um in the sense of working together because we have a shared customer base whether they are visitors whether they are workers whether they are businesses whether they are uh, residents you know if you like the customer base of the local authority for example is our customer base so we we have a vested interest in collaborating where it's appropriate and where we can deliver more because we 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 all three of those uh, benefit the local authority us and the customers um so we have done a lot of collaboration with the local authority and i have to say i'm, I'm, I'm i think i'm kind of lucky i suppose but um within the local authority in bournemouth Christchurch and pool now there is that a lot of that approach there as well so since both before lockdown and since since release of current lockdown um, we're part of something called the r3 team which is the local authority chambers us which um, we all come together to look at what we do with the economy so that's collaboration at its highest extent because it is everything from street signage queuing stickers mm -hmm. through to high level strategic discussions as to what will the what will could the economy look like in Bournemouth Christchurch and Poole going forward and what do we want it to look like mm -hmm. and that's that's the thing so number one work really closely with the local authority and you no know, it's not all roses but but the great thing is I think there's a, there's a lot of respect between the two organizations which is the basis for a collaboration anyway mm -hmm. we collaborated an awful lot with um external agencies to provide value to our levy payers whether that's been hr support information um, whether that's been helping them to access the government uh, grants and loans um, helping them to understand um, the ever-changing guidance that almost seems to come on a daily basis mm -hmm. as you can yeah. imagine because mm -hmm. of the complexity of the situation yeah um, and we've encouraged businesses to collaborate with each other I think one of the interesting things that's happened over the past few weeks has been it's been the re-emergence of a phrase that I first picked up would be in the mid-90s, which was uh, compete in the morning uh, and collaborate in the afternoon. And there are situations whereby you will compete. You know, competition is, is very much sometimes at the heart of what businesses do. Mm -hmm. But there are situations that both are either enforced upon you or opportunities that arise whereby collaborating with what would appear to be a competitor makes sense because the combined the combined strength actually gets you over the hurdle or wins you the order or mm -hmm. the yeah. opportunity mm -hmm. so 
I think if anything, it's reinforced for me personally, both with the bid, but also in the way that we operate, that the sense of collaborating with others and people you would never think of collaborating with um, kind of looks like the way forward. Mm -hmm. So, for example, something what would seem relatively mundane, but we've last night we got, there were 170 um, uh, floor vinyl queuing stickers applied throughout Bournemouth Town Centre mm -hmm. outside nationals and independents um, across all the kind of sectors just to help with social distancing. Yeah. Now you go, well, why mention that? Well, for the simple reason that it was a local company that was able to supply them. Mm -hmm. We worked with the tourism team and we spent, you know, two half days, me and two of the guys from the tourism team, going around each individual store, mapping out where they would go because yeah. local authority have responsibility to try and ensure that flows in the public space arena yeah. uh, conform to social distancing. Mm -hmm. um, now you could go, well, isn't that the norm? Well, in many cases, I sometimes think that it isn't and that a lot of people don't do that. Yeah. So it's just that kind of very practical collaboration that all of us, irrespective of what sector we operate in, public, private or not for profit, I think going forward um, are going to have to come to terms with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a great it's a great example um, of, of coming together and, and that sort of competition isn't necessarily necessarily the way to go at the minute. I think, you know, collaboration, we can see it's going to get us through this and we're going to come out stronger. We can come out stronger the other side if, if we work together. And the key thing there is that the person or the people that benefit from that work you're doing collaborating is the customer. That, and that's you know, the point of it. That's, that's exactly right. Exactly. The key thing there. Absolutely. So over the last um, week, I think, where are we now? We've um, since the, the non-essentials have opened, it's been about 10 days, 12 days. Yep. Um, how, how has that, has, how has that been seen by you? What, what are the successes? What's gone well? <laughs> what, hasn't, what, what perhaps is something you need to be thinking a little bit more about? Okay. Um, as you would expect, um, every day is different because mm -hmm. nobody really knew. You know, you've got examples from other parts of Europe mm -hmm. where there was a lot of pent up demand, mm -hmm. but a lot of that demand was what we were, what was being called purchasing with a purpose. Mm -hmm. So yes, there were, there were people who were coming just for the experience of being able to come shopping. Mm -hmm. But an awful lot of the purchasing we saw in the first week mm -hmm were people with a very definite idea as to what they wanted. Yeah. And it wasn't, it kind of wasn't um, small ticket items either. This was right across the sector mm -hmm. um, in terms of home interiors, et cetera. Um, and interestingly in Bournemouth, there have been some stories of people going, you know, it, it's, you know it, it's not been great, but there's been stories of people that have been having sales and figures that are better than Christmas under normal yeah. circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And that's both national and independent. Mm -hmm. So it, I can't believe I would be this, this almost middle of the road, but we're still looking at it. We're still analyzing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and trying to figure out, is there a sector? Is there a focus on a big nationals? Because people are afraid of smaller independence in terms of social distancing and potential mm -hmm. infection. Um, and yet having said that, a significant number of our independents in Bournemouth, especially in the fashion retail side of things, are reporting really, really good figures. Um, mm. I think the one thing that we've learned and we've characterised is that, that retailers and shops have taken all of this very, very, very seriously. Yeah. The amount yeah. of input they've put into social distancing and keeping customers safe right. yeah. Um, yeah. has been significant. Yeah. 
matched with, and I would say this, wouldn't I, their kind of ingenuity in terms of accessing markets and new Access. markets and new customers and new mm. ways of getting their products to uh, the customers, both existing and new. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's something we've, we, we've seen, we've seen across a lot of different sectors is, is the fact that, you know, we use that pivot word, but people have had to be a little bit more, you know, inventive and think about it in slightly different ways, which again has benefit, benefited the customer. And the key thing there is that there are, there are new processes and new ways of, uh, of doing things and those change. So the communication piece that's going through to your visitors, your customers is obviously pretty critical in terms of that. So the next key step, and this, this, this recording is probably coming out on the day when things open up even more on the 4th of July. Um, what's that looking like for you? Are there it's things the you're big focusing one. on? Big yeah, one. It's, it's the big one because, that, yeah. because hosp the hospitality sector is so important in the mm -hmm. BCP conurbation, and especially in Bournemouth Town Centre. Yeah. So again, hospitality businesses have really taken to heart what they can do. I think many of them are still going I've done everything, but I don't, I, is this going to work? Mm -hmm. And I think there are some tough decisions for hospitality businesses to make regarding social distancing and what their capacity is in order to say, can I get enough numbers in mm -hmm. to activate this work? Back on your collaboration point, one of the things that us, uh, tourism and the nighttime economy people are working on is how we can increase capacity for Bournemouth hospitality sector by looking mm -hmm. at temporary pavement licenses. Mm -hmm looking at external areas and some interesting stuff coming out called streeteries from, from various cities around the world yeah. where they're turning public places into kind of eateries. Mm -hmm. um, so we are currently literally now going with the hospitality going, what plans have you got? What would you like to do? What pavement area have you got? Mm -hmm. And the three of us are pulling all this together with a view to a local authority or a central to this going, right, what can we do for temporary pavement licenses? What can we do to open up public areas? How will they be monitored and policed, etc.? But to look at that, because if we can help uh, the hospitality sector increase its capacity within the social distancing guidelines, yeah. it's going to give more of them a fighting chance of getting through this until such time as whatever the normal we go back to is, if we ever do, and I, 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 I say I doubt yeah. that, um the, yeah. so that's the big one yeah. um, we've put we've put a whole bunch of hand sanitizer units into our some of our levy payers to help them with that mm -hmm. um so it's a mixture of the practical help like that but also the more strategic bit is again how can you do what you do differently yeah. within the public realm that we can help work in collaboration with the local authority Fantastic. Well, it, it sounds like there's a massive opportunity for uh, for everybody there, and and hopefully uh, with with your assistance uh, and the bid, you know, everybody's going to be be making the most of this lifting in the lockdown piece. So. Um, Time has beaten us, I'm afraid, Paul, but thanks ever so much for your time and giving us an insight into what you've been doing. Much appreciated. And um, I hope all goes well towards the, the 4th of July and beyond and, um, and the great weather lasts so we can make, make, make the most of the opportunity. Paul well, Kimbig, thank you very much for your time. My pleasure, Rich. Thank you, thank you very much, Neil, for the opportunity to chat. Thank you. Well, there we go. That was Paul talking. He, um, some interesting... Uh, information there on how they collaborate and work together what were your thoughts ryan yeah he, uh, really one of the most interesting ones i thought we've had yet because what was really interesting listening to him was you know he's he's not representing just one business or he's not a you know just one or two clients he's representing hundreds of businesses you know he has a 
he's a key stakeholder, isn't he, in, in the economic uh, resurgence of, of Bournemouth. And, you know, I, I love going to Bournemouth anyway. It's, I think it's a great town. But, you know, that, being in that role, and I, and I, and I see it. I, I, we work with a couple of bids down in Plymouth, and I see it there. You know, they, they take the world on the, 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 sort of the weight of the world on their shoulders to try and make things right for their, their levy players. And I thought his, his passion for wanting to get the experience right in the town and therefore for his, you know, improving the footfall and getting people back, I thought was a brilliant point he made in terms of, you know, I think he said, you know, his levy payers' customers are, are their customers. And I thought that was a, I thought it was a real, really powerful point. And, and he talked, didn't he, about this being, a, you know, a critical friend and, you know, maybe pointing out to some of the, the levy payers that, that maybe some of the experience sometimes isn't, isn't great. Because, you know, I don't know about you, but... When I go to a you know a destination I'm not that familiar with or I don't go there very often, you tend to have a bit of a preconceived idea about a town or a city, don't you? And, and sometimes, sometimes that's not always right. You know, sometimes some of these these great seaside towns and cities we've got are, are reinventing themselves. They've had loads of investment, and that's been driven by the bid, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 it's a really interesting concept, the whole bid piece. I think you know, and and the fact that they've They've got to collaborate so well with the different organisations that are involved. You've got your councils, you've got your, your, your city councils, your county councils, whatever it is. Um, and they've all got to sit around in the chambers of commerce and, and everybody who comes together to make the decisions. There's a common goal there, isn't there? And I think it's a lot of it around can be reflected in terms of the sectors that a lot you know, our listeners work in. You know, you've got competitors. Uh, that you consider out there, but actually they're not, you know, there's, the, the, the pie is big enough for everybody to be having a good old uh, section of it and making the most of it. And the key thing there, and the Paul kept talking about, is the customer. It's about people having an experience. You're not just going into a city centre now. We, I think we said this back at the start of the, uh, this whole situation. You know, the, the centres are really important now. You know, if people are living there, they want to make the most of it because there's a chance that other people are, you know, if they're further out, they're not going to go into the middle of the town. So they've really got to work hard um, at the minute. And um, it, it's, it's really interesting to hear what, what, they, what they've got to you know, you know, put up with in terms of those different views. Um, but everybody's got a positive intent, haven't they? It's all about wanting to make a difference. Because when you've got that at the forefront of your mind, the other stuff tends to follow. You know, don't worry about the score. Do the basics right, and then the score will follow. As, as one bloke from the England rugby team once said. Um, so yeah, don't, don't you think though as well? Um, what what I what I found interesting about listening listening to uh, listening to Paul was, you know, this the, sort of the the events that kind of happen upon them. And you know, I, I made a, a, a glib joke earlier in the in in the warble about you know all these people descending on Bournemouth, and you know, all joking aside, that must have been. Pretty horrendous, actually, for, for for the authorities. Like you know, of which he would have been one, a key stakeholder, trying to to solve that issue with so many people not social distancing, and and you know, everyone will have their own views on the rights and wrongs of that. But you know, how do you plan? How do you get all your stakeholders on board? You yeah. know, his his role is 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 massive in 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 that uh, in that sense of uh, trying to get the experience right. Because if you'd rocked up to Bournemouth on you know that, that day a few weeks ago with all those people on the beach you wouldn't have had a great experience would you you wouldn't have felt safe you wouldn't and that would be the memory of the experience that would have been left about Bournemouth um yeah. and you know that that that's not that's not good so yeah a really interesting interview and and you know my takeaways were you know absolutely all about 
your customers being their customers, the collaboration point and making sure that you're keeping all of your stakeholders informed and, and collaborating with them for the, for the greater good. And then the third point that I thought came over really well was, was about you know, holding the mirror up, being that critical friend sometimes about when things aren't right and, and how you solve that. So yeah, collaboration, uh, being a critical, critical friend and your yeah. customers are, are our customers. And I, I think that critical friend piece is really important. You know, from our point of view, that's, that's the, the position of stance we take as well. Yeah. Now we can provide, we can provide the insight for lovely businesses out there listening to us now. We can give you all of the positives that you do, and that's great because you need to hear how great you are. And there's a lot of great business out there, but also you need to hear when things aren't quite landing. You know, if you're not getting some complaints, you're doing something wrong. That's always an odd thing to say, but it's true. Isn't it? You know, you need to be able to look at the things that aren't working so well and actually have the ability to say, yeah, go on, let me know, because it, I know it will make me better. And I yeah. think that's the key thing. So uh, I think Paul gave us a really good view there. And uh, again, thank you for sparing us for some time and uh, giving a bit of insight around the business improvement district down there in town centre of Bournemouth. Next week. Well, ne next week. Next week, Rich. Well, I, I'm speaking to, um, to, to John Harvey and many of the viewers and listeners will know John. He's the founding member of uh, the, the Sunfire Club, which is a, a big networking club across Bristol he, down the... The Lord Sunfire. Lord Sunfire, that's the buy. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to talk to us about the importance of networking. And again, builds on some of the stuff Paul talked about, about, you know, the, the collaboration point. So um, that'll, be, that'll be a really good watch and, and listen. So, uh, yeah. So anyway... Enough of that. We've wet their whistles, babe. Let's get them all on next week. If you like what you've heard and seen today, please like, share, and comment uh, on our YouTube channel and Spotify and Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcast rather. That's really important. We're trying to get this message out. We're trying to raise the customer experience piece. So please like, share, and comment. I've been Ryan Huxtable. I've been Richard Knight. We'll see you in the batteries. I don't know what is happening to me. All I know is that it is happening. Tonight on The CW. Are you a superhero? Superheroes aren't real. What if they are? It's the incredible new series from Ava DuVernay. You have power I have never felt before. This is real, whether you believe it or not. I just want to be normal. You're not normal. You, Naomi McDuffie, are exceptional. Naomi, the can't-miss series premiere tonight on The CW. Tonight at 9, only on DCW 50, Washington CW.